Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. Hello and welcome to this week's Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Keeping the seat warm here for John O'Connor, who's taking a short break from presenting and safely cocooning amidst the coronavirus crisis. John will be back with us again as soon as possible, but he has left his imprint on this programme. I thank him in advance for his guidance and help in co-producing this week's Farm Talk. On the programme, we look at the situation facing agriculture in these very uncertain and unprecedented times amidst COVID-19. We will hear from the Minister for Agriculture, Michael Creed, on how his department is getting to grips with coronavirus. We hear from Cork Dairy and Beef Farmer Peter Hines on day-to-day life on the farm amidst the global pandemic. Marts have partially reopened despite the restrictions imposed by the government over a week ago. Cork County Council has called on the farming community to lend support to its community forum. A major effort has been launched to bring together organisations in each locality to mobilise volunteers in the community. Tesco Ireland has announced it's to pay its processor suppliers the same price for beef for the next three months. And we have our weekly advisory from Tagishk, Agriculture and Food Development Authority. Our advisor this week is John Crowley in Clonakilty. IFA has updated its COVID-19 advice in light of the additional measures which were announced by the government last week. Agriculture is deemed an essential service and exempt from the current directive to stay at home until the 12th of April. This includes farmers, farm labourers, farm relief service workers and others involved directly or indirectly in crop and animal production and related activities. If you are a farmer or an agricultural worker, you should carry one form of identification with you at all times, like a driver's licence or your IFA membership card. It's advised that farmers carry a form of ID with them at all times for the period of the COVID-19 restrictions. If you have the employees, the advice is to provide them with a letter. The Minister for Agriculture has confirmed that marts will be allowed to facilitate sales subject to strict procedures to be agreed with the department. The IFA President, Tim Cullinan, has been reacting to the move which was announced earlier this week. This is critical at this time of the year. Farmers have a lot of cattle that needs to be sold, store cattle, and, and there's other farmers out there that want to buy cattle for grass. And, you know, to get this move again, I think it's very important. And I suppose the one thing to stress here is by selling your, your cattle through the market, it's reassuring of payment that the payment is safe, which I think is very, very important. A lot of farmers that have store cattle that they need to move on at the moment, and um, you know, this is a very useful development at this time of crisis. Look, I know we're all in crisis here at the moment, but you know, it's it's very important at this time. 
And Joe, a lot of farmers will use this facility in the days and weeks ahead. And we'll have more on the Mart story with Tim Cullinan a little later. Minister Creed has also allocated additional money for the CAF investment scheme. 1.5 million euro increased to 4 million to cover all eligible applications. There will be no scheduled inspections for the next two weeks. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine confirmed the opening of a new telephone line which will help assist farmers with queries in relation to the current COVID-19 restrictions. It's a dedicated helpline for farmers to seek advice on practical queries that they might have as they continue to fulfil an essential role in maintaining the food supply chain. The information line phone number is 076 106 4468 and it will be open from 9.30am to 12.30pm and between 2 and 5pm Monday to Friday. In addition, the department also published a set of frequently asked questions on the coronavirus COVID-19 section of the department's website. Minister Creed is urging the farming community to avail of the services. This initiative is only up and running since earlier in the week. Uh, we are, like I suppose every other government department now, operating on a skeletal staff. And we're trying to prioritise the communication with farmers. This will answer some of the, the questions that farmers will have and we'll be communicating with farmers in other ways as well uh, because information is, is critical in the current circumstances and I think farmers you know, will find that helpline uh, useful in terms of the questions that they will have. Minister Cree joins us on the programme later. Tiger is setting up a regional farm labourers database that would link farm families with an available relief worker where a farmer or a farm worker becomes ill with COVID-19. This initiative by Tagus, FRS, IFA and others will support farmers and families during the current COVID-19 outbreak. In the event of a farmer, the main farm operator becoming ill and are testing positive for COVID-19, they may require hospitalisation and isolation during the period of recovery. For many families in this situation, the main farm operator will not be able to carry out routine farm operations. John Crowley of Tagus Clannacilty will have more on this for us later. Governments announced a new initiative called the Community Call to marshal volunteers, including all farming organisations across the country. The Community Call brings together state and voluntary resources to combat the effects of COVID-19. It will coordinate community supports, get assistance to where it's needed and harness the volunteering energy of the country. Each local authority has a dedicated helpline and farming organisation as part of the official community support network in each local authority. Patricia Leddy is the Director of Corporate Services with Cork County Council and she explains how the forum will operate. Cork County Council warmly welcomes the launch by Antishuk this morning of the Community Support Programme. The Cork County Programme is fully operational and has been taking calls since 8am on Monday morning. Cork County Council's COVID-19 Community Support Programme features a wide range of agencies both statutory and voluntary, who are active across Cork County and are carrying out fantastic work. As a council, we have engaged with these agencies, bringing them together so that we can deliver for our communities. We want to ensure that vulnerable members of our communities or those living alone can access deliveries of groceries, medicines, fuels, etc. If you or anyone you know needs help, please avail of our free contact number, which is one 800 805-819. Our lines are open from 8am until 8pm every day, seven days a week. 
You can also email COVID support at carcoco.ie or text us please at 085-87-09-010. Anyone calling from outside of Ireland seeking assistance for a relative or a friend can also contact us on 0035321428517. Cork County Council is here to assist the people of Cork County who need our help at this time so please avail of this service. By working together and by staying at home, we can and we will save lives. Thank you. The president of the Irish Farmers Association, Tim Cullinan, has acknowledged measures announced by the minister, including permitting the marts to facilitate trade between farmers. He said it was important marts could facilitate trade to guarantee payment, to assemble cows for export and utilise their weighing facilities for cattle and sheep sales. Tim Cullinan said the IFA has been working with the marts and the Department of Agriculture to get the essential trade in livestock moving again while complying with the government and HSE COVID-19 guidelines, which do not require people to... To assemble. Well, I think this is a welcome announcement that uh, the marks can now be used for the, their facilities for weighing uh, cattle and sheep, so it can be used again. I think so. This is critical at this time of the year. Uh, farmers have a lot of cattle that needs to be sold, store cattle, and and there's other farmers out there that want to buy cattle for grass. And you know, to get this movement again, I think it's very important. And I suppose the one thing to stress here is by selling your, your cattle through the mark so it's, it, it's a reassuring of payment so that the payment is safe which is, I think is very very important that's critical at this time you know because cattle prices are under pressure at the moment and uh, you know security of payment is very par- important in all of this do you think many farmers will avail of this facility? I do, because there's a lot of cattle, a lot of farmers that have stored cattle that they need to move on at the moment. And um, you know, this is a very useful development at this time of crisis. But I know we're all in crisis here at the moment, but you know, it's it's very important at this time. And you know, a lot of farmers will use this facility in the days and weeks ahead. And you know, again, I just want to stress you know, for all farmers that are using the facilities that they adhere to the strict uh, guidelines that's that's out there, that the HSE has put out there. You know, it's very important that farmers adhere to those guidelines when they're using the facility. Tim Cullen, an IFA president, speaking to Network News reporter Owen Murphy. Irish Cooperative Organisation Society Limited also welcomed confirmation this week. Mars will be allowed to handle livestock trading in a limited way. ICOS says it will alleviate the current economic burden on farmers seeking to trade animals and also ensure calves can be bought and sold within the now peak calving season. The new measures will follow strict procedures and marts will not be open for auction or public visitation. And the marts will liaise with buyers and sellers and match potential buyers of specific livestock to relevant sellers. Now headlines making the farm papers this week include in the farming independent beef and sheep price collapse leaves farm sector facing financial crisis. Meat factory workers voiced their concerns over COVID-19 crisis and agri-laboratories switched their focus to coronavirus testing. In the farm exam, EU decisions on Monday, a special agricultural committee meeting, will be pivotal for the dairy sector. The EU's feeble pandemic response may be too little too late and Marts will return to trading, but not as we know them. In the Farmer's Journal, farming battles through coronavirus lockdown COVID-19 crash to cost farmers millions, marts to resume trading, but how will it work? 
Here to discuss some of these issues and others in the current crisis is the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Cork Northwest TD, Michael Creed. I began by asking Minister Creed how the Department of Agriculture set out to address the fallout from COVID-19. Well, Barry, I mean, one of the most critical tasks that, uh, that I and, and the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine was tasked with in the context of this uh, COVID-19 challenge was to make sure that we kept the food supply chains operating. So notwithstanding the the intensification of the measures that were announced last week by the Taoiseach, um, the agri-food sector and the food supply chain and all of the constituent members along that from the farm gate or from the, the pier side uh, to the supermarket shelf are all open and fit for purpose within the context of taking the appropriate uh, measures where possible uh, to prevent the spread of the virus, social distancing, etc. So farmers are still milking cows, uh, Farmers are still planting their crops. Uh, fishermen, to a limited extent, are still catching. And uh, we can deal with the detail uh, across all of those sectors. But the food supply chain is critical. And I'd like to, at the start, acknowledge their role in a very difficult environment. And I think the wider public would appreciate that because I suppose we saw on a number of occasions, you know, Following on from government announcements, a kind of a panic reaction in terms of people going to shops for fear that the supply chain would break down. And farmers and all along the supply chain have been able to, I think, by their actions to reassure people that we're still open for business. We will continue to supply the retail outlets both at home and abroad and so far as possible. And of course, there was a raft of support then <coughs> came in as well for farmers announced uh, in response to this COVID-19 outbreak. Broadly speaking, like what can the industry expect when they look for supports there? Well, look, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of what are sometimes referred to as horizontal reports, uh, supports, which are available to everybody. So if a farmer has somebody working for him that is laid off, uh, you know, he's entitled to the income support measure. If a farmer who is self-employed is, is struck down by the COVID-19 virus, they are entitled to the €350 Euro payment um, and there are other supports for the sector in terms of working capital, uh, etc. So there's a, there's a there's a host of responses that we have been part to in my department that are farmer or fishermen specific in terms of, for example, um, the the calf welfare scheme, the most recent one, for example, where we uh, put an additional two and a half million into the scheme to to meet the grant requirement of every applicant looking at on-farm inspections in a more practical way, uh, revised regulations regarding use of marked facilities. So there's been a whole host of response across a range of issues. And in respect of the fishing industry, as you said earlier, there's some fishing, <coughs> if a little restricted. Uh, what supports can they expect? Well, I, I've spoken by teleconference with all of the, the fishing leaders uh, from from Mallonhead to Mizzenhead, and I've uh, subsequently spoken with the EU Commissioner uh, for Fisheries, and I am hopeful that arising from the, the discussions I had with the fishing industry, where the asks boil down, I suppose, essentially around issues to do with storage aid and tie-up uh, support. In other words, that we would support the fleet if it didn't go fishing, rather than landing fish now, for which there may be very difficult issues around securing a market for it. Uh, 
Um, so we're looking at uh, a commission response along those lines and hopefully that will happen sooner rather than later. And has there been any difficulty in, in dealing with Brussels, Minister, in, in the current situation that we find ourselves in? Because Europe is suffering as badly as we are. Look, this is a global pandemic and uh, I, to be fair, um, uh, there was a Council of Ministers meeting last week where these issues were discussed, so there's not any undue delay yet um, you know, in the context of how big bodies like the European Commission moves, but I do expect uh, that we will see some tangible progress on schemes sooner rather than later, and I would hope probably within the next week or so. Um, so there has been a receptive year, but we have to see you know, how they respond, respond in terms of the hard cash financial supports that are necessary. One of the big news items this week, I suppose, was the partial reopening of the Marts. So how does this operate, given the COVID-19 restrictions that are in place? Well, it's up to each individual Mart now to submit a proposal that would enable it to use its resources other than the Mart ring, the sales ring, uh, in a way that would help the movement of cattle. And I think those resources are obvious to farmers. Things like the database that Marts have of buyers and sellers and maybe using a matching service there, using Mart perhaps as a simply point, using technology. You know, companies have been engaged with Marts even prior to COVID-19 about online um, sales. Uh, so using Mart weighing scales, all of these issues. Each individual Mart now has to submit a, an op- a standard operating procedure, an SOP, as to how they propose uh, to proceed in this new environment and it's obvious that it won't involve the sales ring and it's obvious that it cannot have crowds of people assembling there but I think there are ways of using that infrastructure and contacts and secure sales and payment systems that marts have that will facilitate the movement of cattle which is critical this time of the year. And of course the COVID-19 helpline is in place now this will assist farmers with their queries. How has this been operating? Well, first of all, I suppose the, the, the number is 076-106-4468. That's 076-106-4468. This initiative is only up and running since earlier in the week. Uh, we are, like I suppose every other government department, now operating on a skeletal staff. Um, and we're trying to prioritise uh, the communication with farmers uh, and this will answer some of the the questions that farmers will have and we'll be communicating with farmers in other ways as well uh, because information is is critical in the current circumstances and I think farmers you know will find that helpline uh, useful in terms of the questions that they will have but bear in mind uh, we are as I said, operating on a skeletal staff, uh, where we have been contingency planning for this virus for some time now, trying to keep essential services going, such as schemes, payments, certification of exports, keeping supervision in our uh, processing plants so that those exports can continue to flow. Um, and, you know, th- this helpline is, is another response, I think, that's appropriate in the context of the environment we find ourselves in. Can I finish up with asking you, Minister, about a story that's been dominating our bulletins again this week, aside from coronavirus, and that is the illegal wildfires and gorse fires. And Cork County Council has been out day and night, as we've been reporting, 
uh, tackling these illegal blazes. I know your department has been strong on it again uh, since since the, the outbreak of these fires um, was first reported about a week back. Um, but there are calls again now for tougher punishments. Um, what's your message here today? Well, I mean, at so many levels, this is wrong. I mean, distracting the emergency services at this time with this kind of behaviour is reckless in the extreme. There are sanctions that are available to my department. Uh, There have been inspections uh, on foot of these uh, fires previously by not just my department officials, but ultimately by EU audit uh, teams as well. This just is not acceptable at so many levels, particularly given the crisis we've gone through, but also because it's, it's a breach of the law and that's not acceptable. Minister Michael Creed, thank you very much for your time this morning. Thank you, Barry. Next, we hear from Aherle based dairy and beef farmer Peter Hines about farm life in the midst of the coronavirus crisis. He's been speaking to our senior news reporter, Fiona Corcoran. I suppose for us, the key thing being uh, milk producers was that, uh, and even if you go back three weeks ago, we put measures in place here on the farm to protect ourselves, uh, but also to protect the milk lorry drivers and the end chain or the, the, the milk processors. Uh, so we limited the amount of interaction we had publicly and uh, Paul goes to do the groceries once a week. Likewise, the only place I leave the farm to, is to go to the co-op uh, once a week. So we had those measures in place. We also put measures in place in the milking parlour uh, for gloves and disinfectant and where the, the milk lorry driver could wash his hands uh, we have no interaction with anyone that does necessary deliveries on the farm uh, and all unnecessary deliveries are cancelled. Uh, and I suppose the key thing for, for milk producers is that it's contained uh, and that I suppose all, all the people working in the processing plants uh, are on, under strict conditions to isolate themselves and because Milk processing in Ireland, be given that it's predominantly spring calving, there's about a 1% capacity in the processing facilities come peak milk in May. So if there was any serious outbreak, um, it, it would affect processing plants greatly. But they have measures in place currently to deal with that and they have teams in place that can move to different locations to keep the whole thing operational. The big thing that would, would, has affected us and even beef farmers would be affected a lot more is uh, mass closing down last night. That gives us a guaranteed outlet uh, for livestock, which is now removed until the 19th of April. Uh, and marts were a key key area for most farmers because we were guaranteed payment uh, if we took in livestock to sell them. So now farmers are trying to sell livestock privately and... Uh, it's going to lead to a lot of issues. Plus, you have the McDonald's and supermarkets uh, shutting down. McDonald's were one of the biggest purchasers of Irish beef uh, with burgers and, and also with cheese and dairy going in there. So it is having an impact Um global dairy markets at the moment. They're not taking a major dip. I think the key thing in the next three to four weeks is that the Chinese... Um, start to buy dairy produce uh, in a normal pattern 
because they have the potential to impact global dairy markets on a huge scale. And given that Ireland nine, exports 90% of the dairy that we produce, uh, it could have a massive impact for farms if prices start to drop. So are you concerned about the future? I think agriculture is always very resilient and farmers in general are very resilient. We're used to having challenges from year to year, be it fodder crisis, uh, weather events. If you go back to when we've had the snow and and, and storms, farmers have battled through it uh, and, and we'll certainly battle through this uh, again. And I think we're probably... We're probably so well equipped to cope with disease outbreaks because we know, understand the importance on a farm level of managing disease uh, between animals that we, we understand quickly how, it, how important it is to protect us and how to, to isolate and, uh, and keep social distancing. I mean, like if, you, if you had a scour outbreak in, in a calf shed, Social distancing between sick calves and, and healthy calves is vital. Likewise, if you buy livestock and bring them into a farm, uh, we would very often quarantine livestock for a number of weeks. So we understand that bit. I'd be seriously concerned for beef farmers in Ireland at the moment because they had a hugely challenging 12 to 18 months with the beef crisis in Ireland. This year, it looked like things were going to pick up uh, and they needed a really good year. Now, there's so much uncertainty there. We just do not know what's going to happen with beef prices uh, for 2020. And if you look at the kill uh, in beef factories in Ireland at the moment, kill has been greatly reduced. Uh, coal stores are full and it's getting hard for farmers to get cattle away to be slaughtered. So it has a massive impact and it has a a bigger impact on our whole economy. The next month ahead is going to be vital to the whole farming industry. Aherlebase dairy and beef farmer Peter Hines there speaking to our senior news reporter Fiona Corcoran. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Peter Fleming is chairman of Barry Row Cooperative and a member of the ICOS National Dairy Committee. I asked Peter how the retail agri-sector will deal with the strict COVID-19 restrictions. Basically, the situation with the agri-trading is that it's only essential items that are allowed to be traded. Now, um, every effort is being made to facilitate farmers to carry on their business, but I suppose principally the thinking behind that is not to have just everybody... Um, the general public using the agri-stores for 
items that they couldn't get out of the rest, things like paint and DIY products and whatever. So it's just purely to try and ensure that agriculture or farming continues and making things like feedstuffs and animal medicines and, um, you know, critical things like fertilizer and seed available to farmers. And restrictions as we know them in the other sectors then, Peter, how do they affect these stores? Basically, the call and collect system, you, know, you can also use the hardware store, but very much um, restricted in terms of the number of people that use in the store at any one time is limited. There's very clear guidelines on the floor with regard to social distancing. Um, there are protected screens at the counter. And the counters are being enlarged so you that the Indians are at least two metres away. But um, look, no different um, to what has happened in the past time of the snow or whatever. The staff in the agri-stores and the co-ops in general have been fantastic support to the agricultural industry. I mean, primary producers, we maybe sometimes feel we're the only ones involved, but the reality is that we're very dependent on a lot of other people. And um, I can only say that we are grateful and have every reason to be grateful to the people walk in the stores because they're the ones who are both meeting the public or meeting all those people on a daily basis. They don't have more contact with, with the general public than, than those of us that are farming because to a degree as well as made for the occupation we are so much isolated. So, um, you know, their courage and bravery in coming to work and also the people in the processing units around the country um, milk or meat or whatever they need to be commended and thanked for their contribution to ensure that uh, the wheels keep turning in Irish agriculture IFA has acknowledged the move by Tesco Ireland to pay its processor suppliers the same price for beef for the next three months the association said in discussions with Tesco prior to the announcement it had stressed the need for Tesco UK to give a similar commitment. Tesco backdated its commitment to January, leading for a call on processors to step up and rewind cuts of 20 cent per kilo since COVID-19 began. ICSA also welcomed a statement from Tesco Ireland, saying they'll maintain the price they currently pay processors until June next in an effort to support beef farmers. Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association is calling on all other major retailers to confirm that they will not be looking for discounted beef at a time when farmers are working hard in difficult conditions to keep the supply chain going. The Beef Plan Movement's Dermot O'Brien says they'd like to see other retailers follow suit. The farmer feeds them all and must receive the respect and financial reward for that. So we would like to see other retailers follow suit, and we would also like to see the meat processors themselves putting their shoulders at the wheel and reward the Irish farmer for their produce. Maintaining the supply chain in a cohesive fashion is so critical at this point in time. Tesco has made an announcement. We expect uh, other retailers to follow suit, and we would really appreciate now that it meet processors instill confidence in the supply chain and, and rewards our primary producers properly and fairly. Next on the programme, we're joined by Susan Casey, Dairy Gold Area Sales Manager, to discuss current feed and fertiliser advice and trends. Susan, new derogation rules forcing... 
Susan, there are new derogation rules forcing farmers to feed 16% crude protein between April 1st and the 15th of September from this year on. So will this affect farmers and will they be able to adhere to the legislation? I don't think this is going to be a big issue for many farmers. A lot of farmers at the moment, especially with the good weather in the last week, have been able to get cows out to grass um, once they're getting out at all, even by day, most farmers can drop to a 16% protein. Um, and once they're full-time at grass, a 14% um, protein is adequate um, for the cow. So there should be no issues. And I think there's still um, a bit of a grey area around the the, the new rules. So if, if there is kind of different issues, say if the farm was feeding beef or if we hit a drought, I'm sure there will be... Um, uh, exclusions made for those uh, farmers. Right, so spring has finally sprung. We've had some very nice weather in recent times. So what are farmers feeding at the moment? Um, well, in the, la- in the last week, a lot of cows are out to grass um, in, in a good few areas, day and night. So most farmers are just feeding in the parlour. Um, at the moment, from, from being with my own customers, it's anywhere from kind of four to, to six is the average of what farmers are needed uh, feeding even. And to be honest, that the cow cow needs it. Um, coming into the breeding season, you need to make sure that the cow is maintaining body condition and that she has enough energy to produce the milk in order for her to reach her peak. Um, a few farmers are feeding a bit of silage and a beet at the beet at the moment to to stretch out the rotation, but there isn't there isn't too many doing that. But these couple of weeks are typically the busiest for farmers in terms of spreading fertiliser. Uh, there was a wet start to the year, so farmers are trying to catch up, I suppose. Do they have much ground to make up in terms of getting the fertiliser out? Um, it's, it's, it's not too bad at the moment. Um, with the weather improving, a lot of farmers got out in the last week or week or two, um, and most of them went with anything from kind of 35 to, to 46 units of nitrogen. And the whole grazing season has kind of been pushed out by two weeks. So whereas the target would have been to have your 70 units out by the 1st of April, that's kind of pushed out now to the middle of April. So a lot of a lot of farmers are on track to have that out, the 70 units out by kind of the 15th of April, and then have your, your 90 units out by the, the middle of May. So a lot, a lot of farmers have caught up. Now, a point I've made with a lot of our guests this week that Fortunately, farming never stops even in the pandemic and most gearing towards the silage season. What would you be advising in terms of getting fertiliser out now? Um, for, for, for index index three, you're talking 100 units of nitrogen is what they'd need. You're talking in around 20 units of P and 100 units of K and that's for an index three soil. Um, we would recommend going with your sulphur at this time of the year, especially on your, your silage ground It'll help with the with the protein and the the overall growth of the of the crop. Um, the the main thing at the moment is to make sure you don't overdo the nitrogen because it's quite cold at the moment. So if you put out excess nitrogen um, and growth is slow, it mightn't be used up for when you'd actually like to go and cut. And I see on Twitter that some farmers are managing to get into their second rotation. Is this the case for most? And if not, what can they do now? Or are there any new guidelines on grazing because of the wet spring? Um, I'd say the amount of farmers that have actually gone into their second rotation is quite few, to be honest, between getting out late to actually start the rotation and also in my, in my own area. Um, that's, 
farmers don't actually have enough grass going into their second rotation, so they're actually trying to draw out their um, first rotation at the moment, whether that's by increasing concentrate or feeding concentrate and silage, just to, to make sure that they can draw out the first rotation to have enough grass when they hit their second rotation. Um, if you do find that you're struggling to get through your grass, I'd get as much of the young stock, your heifers, out and start grazing through that Um but at the same time, with the with the temperatures there at the moment, they do need to be careful that they don't go through grass too quickly and, and run out for the second rotation. Thank you there, Susan. Susan Casey, Dairy Gold Area Sales Manager. Next on the Farm Talk programme, a weekly advisory from Tagusk Agriculture and Food Development Authority. Our advisor this week is John Crowley in Clannacilty. And I began by asking John about how Tagusk are providing their services during this COVID-19 situation. Morning, Barry. Well, I suppose, look, it's a difficult time at the moment. And like, even though, like, physically, all the offers are actually closed, but we in the organisation, as advisors and, and the people in Minneapolis, we're all working and um, we're, we're all available to, to, to our farmers' clients. And that, I suppose, the offices are going to be stay closed until, physically, the offices stay closed until the government relaxes the, the order about it, you know. But, uh, but, Look, we are still contacting farmers. As we're working from home. We're still contacting farmers over the phone. We're doing the derogations. We're also doing BPS payments, BPS applications over the phone as well. And we're doing applications in the, in the B side of things. In the suckler, particularly, we're doing the the beef beep scheme, the new beep suckler scheme applications, which I can elaborate that on later later on if you wish. Um, as well as that, we're also doing we're doing discussion groups over the phone, of discussion group meetings over the phone as well. So basically, we are like what we are. We are while we are closed, we'd encourage the farmers basically to ring the office. Don't be afraid to to if you have any issue at all or any issue at all that you want to discuss with your advisor, contact your local office and they your local target office and they will put you through to development advisor like you know. And, and I saw it, there, John, where Tagish are revealing of the modern technology with webinars. They're introducing that as well now as a, as a means of getting their message out. <coughs> That's right. Yeah, we're using uh, we're using uh, social media there. We have uh, well, particularly in West Cork now. We have used Facebook there and Twitter. We have a lot of good information stuff there on Facebook, uh, different videos and stuff like that. You know, and just one other thing, Barry, just wanted to elaborate on too as well is that <clears throat> yesterday there we launched in conjunction there with the Farm Release Service there um, a regional a regional la- labour farm labour database. You know, what to do with this. COVID nineteen situation, okay, and it's just that it's in it's done in conjunction with the family service and with support from the IFA and the ICSMA, right? And what this initiative basically is, it's just to support farmers, if farmers and their families that during the COVID nineteen outbreak, that is the idea is that if any farmer becomes ill, right, and or becomes tested positive with the COVID nineteen. They might need to be hospitalised, and uh, or else they might need to be isolated during during the recovery period. And if that happens, the normal routine of farms farm operations won't be done. Okay, so what what this initiative is is that basically we're asking available people. There might be people who are who are probably just left off work there at the moment. Okay, <clears throat> who have farming experience. Are there students there actually who are off at the moment, particularly the the agricultural students, who have the skills to carry out the tasks such as milking, calf rearing, grassland management, silage and and meal feeding and other farm duties as well, 
to contact the relevant target office to you, okay, and to register with them, okay. Um, this is put in place so that it, to keep farmers going there during this difficult time and to cope with any potential increase in demand for labour as the impact of COVID-19 increases. So if you are able to work on farms, right, and if you can help your local, if you can help your local farmers and your fellow farmers, right, the offices of contact in Cork and we will two of them here. In West Cork, we tell them to ring the Skibreen office here at 028 and in the east and east Cork, then what you do is you ring the Middleton office at zero two one four six three one eight nine eight. All right. So life goes on, John, in some ways, and the grass keeps growing, as we know, and farm life continues. Some of the issues this week: uh, basic payment scheme forms are here. So, is there anything that people should know there about checking over that form? Yeah. Well, as I said there, in the we're still doing with the basic payment schemes um, over the phone, and uh, like as it stands at the moment. The deadline is still the 15th of May until we're told otherwise, but that's as it stands as of today. Uh, so, like, the first thing to do is most, a lot of people have got the farms basically back in February, you know, and I suppose a lot of them are still stuffed inside in the door. So what I suggest to people there is, listen, open up the envelope and just have a look at the maps and just to check to see have they, have there, is there have these basic payments on any alteration to your maps like deduction of any roadways or new roadways or do you need to if there was roadways that you didn't have last year that you you've made since your last application that might need amending so you want to note that so what you do is you basically you contact your advisor and make an appointment ring your local office and uh, make and they'll make an appointment for you to make an appointment with your local office over the with your local advisor over the phone okay uh, so check it over and uh, just be aware of what needs, what if there's any changes they need to be able to also check your eligible areas that the areas are correct, that maybe is there too much deducted off them, or maybe not enough deducted off your ref, your eligible areas. Okay. Um. So as I said, in relation to BPS, the closing date is still the 15th of May. Now other schemes, all right, have been extended. For example, the Tams, the Tams have been extended there till July uh, for the. the Cordon Tranche, anyone which was supposed to close it in April, that's extended, and uh, nitrates derogations were extended as well too. But be, as it stands as yet, BPS hasn't been extended yet. But okay. look, in relation to BPS, look, check it over, and sure to open them up before you actually go meeting your target advisor. Be great help. And one of the other issues there, the requirements of the payments for the new beef suckler scheme, and when's that closing date? Closing date as for that one is as well the fifteenth of May. Okay. The details of the scheme basically it's it's the same as the beef is a lot of it is similar to the beef last year, okay? But there's a few extra things in it, uh, as well. So the main requirements like the applications you have to apply in line for it, okay. Um the eligible calves that are eligible are calves that were born between the first of July twenty nineteen and the thirtieth of June twenty twenty. The calves not to be that they have to be tagged and registered with the department within 27 days of birth, and the last thing they also must be BVD compliant, so they must have a negative negative BVD. Okay. The first requirement is obviously the same as that is you have to weigh the cows and calves together. Okay, and the cows and calves have to be, and the weights must be submitted to ICBF within seven days of weighing. Okay, so it's all the calves that were born between the first of July 2019 and 30th of June 2020. Okay. Um, they they must be weighed in the same day. 
the scales, you have to use scales as registered as ICBF, so you either get one of the registered uh, people who weigh, weigh the cattle there who are registered with ICBF is one method, and they can upload the weights and all for you at the same time. Or else, if, if you had your own scales, make sure that it's registered with ICBF, so you can register on the ICBF site. Or if you're renting your scales, you can rent your scales there and you make sure that that's and register that scales on the ICBF. You can rent them there from, I think, the Farm Relief are doing some, and uh, also, I think, Green Aquap as well, to another one. But the main thing, the weights must be, so you have to weigh them between the 1st of January 2020 and, and, and the last weights must be injured, done before the 1st of November 2020. So, the, the, the payment rate for the weighing is that you get 50 euro for the first 10 cows and calves, okay, and 40 euro for, for any cow and calf weighed after that. In addition to that, they, they, they brought in two new actions as well, too, that, that are optional. Okay, but you get extra money for them. The second action, basically, you have a choice. You either pick meal feed, you either pick meal feeding, and that is basically where you undertake you feed the calves up to four, at least four weeks before weaning time, and at least two weeks after weaning time. Okay, and uh, you you have to keep records of what the ration you bought during that time. Uh, or if you didn't, you could not, if you didn't want to go for that, you could go undertake that you'll vaccinate the calves. And yet you vaccinate the calves against pneumonia and you actually vaccinate them well before before you arrive weeding the calves. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.